Theron Garhi, and you're listening to Theron and Friends. This is episode nine, and look at bank holiday or not, we're here and we're ready. So welcome along. If you're listening on release day, happy bank holiday Monday in August. I feel like the May bank holiday comes along and you go, Jesus, the bank holidays are starting. And then the June one happens, you go, Jesus, I didn't plan anything for that one either. And you don't get caught out in the August one. So hopefully you're doing something lovely. And if you are, enjoy. But thank you for being here with us. Coming up, Pam is back in the hot seat and we're talking about our experiences with naughty sex ed. As in sex ed in the naughties, not naughty sex ed. And I was like, what is that? And one of the boys in my class had fainted on top of me. (laughs) (laughs) No! And after the reaction to last week's show and amazing advice from the ever-wise Alison Keating, we had to bring her back again this week. Of course, Alison has her multiple qualifications and years of experience to draw upon for her advice. I have... I've seen it on the Kardashians, okay, Alison? I saw it on the... It's all my own you for talking about the Kardashians. This season of Theron and Friends is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco, your one-stop shop this summer season to dress the whole family. Now, my walks with Bertie lately involve getting dressed for every possible outcome. Rain, hail, shine. July caught me off guard too many times, so plenty of options are needed. It is so easy to drop into FNF when I'm doing my food shop and just bolster my wardrobe so I'm ready for every eventuality. Pure Claire Garrigy coming out of me there. I spotted the coolest leopard print rain jacket in there recently and I plan on nabbing it for festival season. In the words of Eugene Garrigy, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad gear. The great news is there's 25% off all clothing in FNF with no exclusions. Yes, you heard that right. No exclusions starting Wednesday the 9th of August and running until Sunday the 13th of August. To qualify, you just have to present your club card or app at the till and the offer is subject to availability. FNF fashion at Tesco all right let's get into it here's Pam so I remember being in sixth class and the note went home and we all knew this note was going to happen because Avian had had it and Alva had had it and we were waiting it it was like towards the end of sixth class the note goes home do you want your child to be in the class when the sex ed's being given on Friday of course it was Friday option yeah you didn't have to be in the room I'd say we were carted in oh really yeah yeah, I don't know why we got an option. I think previous years had some people had been a bit traumatised. Okay. Mm. Yeah, when it came you, to the male anatomy. Were you in a mixed primary school? No, actually, no. no girls. Okay, see, I was in a mixed primary school. Ah, I and think the crack think was 90. That's, it was good crack until it got to the birds and the bees talk. And it was, I still remember to this day, it was horrific. <laughs> and I don't know why they didn't let us sit in our seats. We were all kind of crowded into this one little pocket in the classroom and the TV was wheeled in. And yeah. usually the TV being wheeled in is a sense of joy. Now it was like, oh God, they're going to make us watch something. We did the same. I think we sat a different way as well. Was it to try and like break the mold of Possibly. usual classroom etiquette? Yeah, I mean like, we're cool. We're going to yeah. watch sex, guys. We're being relaxed so about this. we went in and we, it was obviously a child appropriate kind of video about this is what it is and this is what happens and blah, blah, blah. And the next thing I felt this kind of weight on my shoulder. And I was like, what is that? And one of the boys in my class had fainted on top of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, directly onto you. Uh, directly onto me. Now, me being the loser that I was, I was basically taking notes in my head in case there was a pop quiz afterwards. <laughs> so I was like, you're throwing my vibe off. So I just kind of gently like flicked him off my shoulder. <laughs> and he collapsed and smashed onto the floor. And I was like, oh no, no. that happened. So that's my memory of birds and the bees in primary school. And yes. then you kind of... It's ignored again for four years. It's, it, it is a bit ignored, but you do come up, we came up against it, up against, up it. against it, in science, in junior third science. You obviously look a bit, a bit at it there. But I feel as though that's more, you know, it's biology and this is human function. There's yes. nothing, 
really explained. The main thing, when I think back on it now, in, in the sixth class one, we were told about wet dreams and, oh and boys having wet dreams. In sixth class? Yeah. yeah. But it was only, it was all boys, boys, boys. And boys now. And the boys will pleasure themselves. That's awful. And we were taught all about that. Yeah. And you don't exist. Oh, we, oh God. There was no. That's really bad. But sure, that's what you should have they can't been. help themselves, you know? So yeah, that was it. I hate that. Boys are, boys will be discovering themselves yeah. around this age. And they will be. I'll just sit here with my mittens on, will I? And just ignore myself. There wasn't a thing. About girls. About girls. Very interesting. Because again, in transition year, we got like the in-depth mm. one, the in-depth transition year one. Nothing about girls again. Nothing about pleasure. Everything was just about reproduction. reproduction. That's our, that is our function. function. That's what you're doing. All about periods. Be prepared. Yeah. It's like, I knew. Which my, is good. I, yeah, which is great. I knew the cycle inside out. Yeah. I knew exactly when you ovulate. Yeah. I knew exactly all of that. But nothing to do with pleasure. Actual potential pleasure for yeah. sex. I mean, I went to an all-girls secondary school run by nuns. Yes. So I really don't good. think we even got a, a formal sex education curriculum class. It's like a, not an SPHE or like a... My memory's not great, so we potentially did. So I don't want to lie about my school. I'm sure it was great. <laughs> but my memory of it, I think, was in fifth year. And one of the nuns would come in. And again, girls, you don't need your desks. Let's just sit around in a circle. <laughs> Make it super cool. And she would just ask us what we wanted to know. Oh. And yeah, it was. And, but that's so stupid because you're not going to have the balls to No, and I didn't know anything. Pun. Like, I used to think you needed a straw for a blowjob until I was like 21. <laughs> genuinely, genuinely, I thought you gave a blowjob with a straw. No, that's a, that's a palm. I, it's not that's a palm joke. It is not. I am. I was like, do they bring them home from the clubs? Do you always just have a straw in your handbag? Like how, what are we doing what? here? My, what did you think it did? <laughs> you, just, you just put it on the tip and blow bubbles. So that was my. No, you didn't. Yeah. I'm not, I, like, I wouldn't say that if I didn't meet, like. Is this throughout? Okay. Oh, yeah, this was on. until I was probably 29. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> until I was probably 17 or 18. Wow. I was just like, okay, that's because, you know, you used to blow through straws to make bubbles. And yeah, milk, of course. So yeah. it makes perfect sense that you would do that. Yeah. So I just was completely, I think I intentionally, I was completely weirded out. You didn't want to know. Didn't want to know from, because I have all sisters as well. And from primary school, there was no boys my age in my life because I was a recluse. So I was just like, I don't know how to act around them. So I'm just going to ignore that they exist and everything that evolved, that is kind of around that. So I just completely ignored sex education. But the year before me, my year was very good. We were diligent pupils. <laughs> but the year ahead of me were quite rowdy. Right. And they used to go into this nun every day and make up words that she would have to go and research. And then she'd come back and be like, okay, so this is what this means. But they'd made them up. No. Isn't that so mean? And she'd be trying to find... And, and she's just trying to do her job and teach you. She and actually like, wanted to help. Yeah. But it was, awful. Oh, it was still a bit weird. Yeah. I, the getting mm. you guys to ask, that's weird. That's weird. No one's going to actually have the courage to no, do that. No, but I actually, just when you said there, I remember I was a little pervert as a kid before I got to secondary school. I remember <laughs> I used to actually sneak into my sister's rooms and go through the biology books and look at the willy diagram. <laughs> like a little freak. <laughs> the one just, singular diagram. Just like me like, oh, Van's deference. Okay, very good. Like, I, what's what's I was Van's like, deference again? This? Sperm Dutch, no? Is it? Is it? 
Vans Deference. I think the Vans Deference is the sperm duck. How do you, you're, do you know, you are so, you are someone who actually like, the curriculum of school really suited. Delicious. Yeah. Heaven on earth. Remember all the diagrams and the different Remem- labels. Remember all the diagrams. I still have all my, you know, from junior third science, you had a, a book. Yeah. Of all the stuff, the diagrams you had to draw. Like yeah. I'd say I could sit down and do a junior third science. Yeah, 100%. You just have one of those memories. I just, it's not like photographic. I just remember stuff. No, yeah, add me to add, ask me to add seven and six. And I'm yeah. like, I can't do that. Can't sorry. do it. But stuff where it's like. Those memories. It's either right or wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good at. Wow. Whereas like math so, and stuff, not Sorry, so if that's the way you were in secondary school, how was it then? When? Oh, she came out of the cocoon, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this butterfly was born in college. Um, in our school, it was all very, what have you done? What have you done? Who have you really? scored? What have you, what have you done with him? Oh, it was okay. all, that was all so the chat. was there a boys school near you that you kind of, or was there kind yeah. of like a, a brother school that you was? Two, there were two boys schools. Okay. Kind of near us yeah. uh, Or like all the A lot of the lads from The local My local area Would have gone to two schools okay. And so we knew all of them And it was yeah. like Are you Like did you score whatever Which is all like very normal But like The Doing stuff Was the stress of that Terrific Like it would be like I remember at one stage It was like If you haven't had sex by 50 You're like scarlet for you Yeah Oh my god, you dubs are crazy people. I know. No, 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 no. No, I know I, I wasn't I was complete chicken shit. I wasn't one of them. I was like because I was because the education was so scary. Yeah. It was like, oh no. Like, He's gonna put that in what? Yeah. No. Oh no, you will get it was literally you me. You'll get pregnant and die. <laughs> you will get pregnant yeah. and die. Yeah. So it's just too scary. So I think there were definitely were people in my ear doing it, but again, I didn't speak to boys. So being a loser paid off. <laughs> I feel. Um, no, I had no. I I barely shifted. If he and I got to college then and was a bit like, but we, weren't okay. you a Gwail tucked head? Yeah. And oh, you'd shift the face off people. You'd just be tucked. shifting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh God, wish I was like too young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there definitely was people in school doing stuff, and I was like, <laughs> my books, Georgie. Tut, tut, tut. <laughs> Live your life, do what you want to do. But yeah, I was of the Wes going. Um, variety okay. of people and all the rumours that used to come out of that like oh you know the girls who have thongs wrapped around their wrist means that they're yeah. up for yeah. <laughs> like I never saw a single thong no. wrapped around a single wrist we were all terrified we all went in and pretended we knew what Just we were doing the floor for three hours and then went home <laughs> I haven't a clue but I remember there was one particular time where it was all getting very heated around Wes being like a very Sexual charged. Yeah, sexually charged underage disco. And uh sorry, can I interrupt? What is the age bracket for Wes? Um I mean technically I don't think you're allowed to go till third year, but I was fucking shit up in second year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a few friends in third year. So I remember I went with them okay. one time. And it was around that time it was all just getting like there was just stories coming out. And actually I think a lot of them weren't true. I think it was just stupid. Drama. And they happened They got retold every year Yeah exactly like Our sisters had the same stories You know Yes And I went with my friends Who were in third year They just finished the junior cert And I went with them To that disco Not the results night The just finishing junior okay. cert in June And I went with them And there were cameras outside Like actual paps <laughs> To get photos of the outfits That's a bit deranged isn't it But they wouldn't show faces They okay, would just okay. show Which is still weird But yeah. like I was on the front page <laughs> Of the sun, no. What were you wearing? What were you wearing? What were you wearing? I was wearing the most, the doughtiest little red dress. It was it was red with white polka dots. Oh, I was wearing polka dots, pants. I was so innocent. Oh. 
little polka dots and there was like a little bit of toll around the bottom of the skirt. It was kind of like a rara, rara oh, dress. Yes. Do you remember the I was, rara skirt? It kind of gives me like flamenco vibes. Yes, yes, it was a bit of that. And then I had wide little dolly shoes. I didn't even have... Was there a heel? There was no heel. It was a, sorry, there was a teeny tiny of course. baby heel. Slag. <laughs> I was a child too slag. Cat. Uh, but it was from like the waist down. And yeah, I mean, my parents knew it was me the next day because I they'd I, seen my yeah. outfit. But we didn't tell anyone. Was, but do they know you were traumatizing? They, oh yeah, they knew I was okay, going. Yeah, I was totally allowed to go and everything. Oh, but they just didn't say this is our daughter. This is our daughter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good. I actually, I'm going to go into the archives and track it down. Do that. I have nothing else to do in my time, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to chase Pam for that now, and if she does find it, I might frame it. Why not? Okay, she's our resident. <laughs> she's our resident psychologist, dispensing so much incredible advice. Alison Keating is back with a topic that I know will resonate with a lot of women in their late 20s, early 30s. How friendships change when significant others arrive. Here she is. Okay, Alison, another email into the show. Hi there, and Alison. I'm getting in touch about something fairly predictable, but nonetheless, it's hard. So all of my friends are getting married and having babies. I couldn't be happier for them. Baby showers are my forte. But I cannot help it. I'm beginning to feel left behind. I've had the same four close friends since primary school. People have come and gone, but our core group has always been rock solid. Not having any siblings myself, I think of these girls more as sisters than friends, which is why... What happened recently was so hurtful and I found it difficult to brush past it. Two weeks ago, I found out via Instagram that they had all met up for a night away without me, the babies and husbands included. When I asked one of them about it afterwards, she seemed surprised that I was asking about it and explained that she thought I'd be bored with the families and we'd all go on a separate gals weekend. But why do I feel betrayed? It would have cost them nothing to ask me, but instead, I feel like the spare friend who is only useful in certain situations. I have a knot in my stomach even typing this, but I'm also glad to get it off my chest. Would love to know your thoughts, Alison. Thanks so much and love the podcast. Anita. It just feels like betrayal, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, and I think it's non-intentional betrayal. Yes. Okay, so. Okay, okay. Um, That's important. I, I don't think anyone was trying to hurt their feelings. And I think that that actually might make it even more painful because it's like, oh, these four girls that I feel like are my sisters. And I do think that you can have friends that are like sisters. Yeah. Um, There's that thing of you get to a stage of life where you choose your family. Yeah. I've seen that a bit. I've seen it on the Kardashians. Okay, Alison, I saw it on that. <laughs> it's all right. Okay, thank you for talking about the Kardashians. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and, and Courtney in the later season, she's like, I've chosen my family and it's not really my sisters at the moment. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, As I in her actual sisters. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you do get to that stage. Sorry, you yeah, can continue. I like that. <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's, it's a really strong feeling of like, this is our group. Yeah. And, and my place in the group. And then when it changes... And, and especially when, you know, like family and babies come into it, it is different. And I actually think in terms of friendship for women, it's it's so, so, so difficult. Mm. Um, because so for the friends with the babies, they they genuinely are like, she's not going to be interested in hearing about the nappy rash. Yeah. Um, and then you mightn't actually hear, like when people ask, well, what, what, how's life? You're like, yeah. what do I say like do you know what I mean I'm yeah. tired again you know yeah yeah and then you know the friend mightn't feel comfortable telling her about fun things that she did so that you're at different stages 
Um, and I'm not saying you can't be friends, but I definitely think it's something that's not talked about enough. It is really hard. It's hard to maintain the friendship. Um, and when they all went away, I think it's just for her to go back to them and say, just tell them. Mm. Like, and I love how honest she is. It's like, there's like literally, she's, she's scared. So when people say even not in your stomach, like that cortisol, that fear goes from your brain right down to your stomach. So you is know that what it is? Fear? Yeah, okay. It's actual fear. So when you have that knot in your stomach, like I always think if people actually understood those chemicals go in certain places in your body, they, they, they have a specific reason. When you're walking down an alleyway and you get a, you feel it here. Mm-hmm. So she's scared to tell her friends how she feels. But she, that's, that's the only way to go. Yes. And I think, you know, you can tell anyone anything if you come about it in, in, a, in a genuine way. Again, it's just saying how you actually feel and to say, look, I'm actually really nervous sharing this with you um and I'm sure you didn't actually even think or you probably thought god she'd have no interest in doing this but I was really upset Mm -hmm. and um I'm feeling a little left out because I'm not in that space and she mightn't even want to have a child but it's just the sense of the group is changing I I, this sounds strong but like it's like a grief yeah like if you think about when a grief happens right you don't just lose the person. It changes the dynamic in the relationships. It changes the dynamic in the family. But I also see the same in friendships. So say when someone moves into a different um, kind of stage of their life where they're, you know, new moms, new family, a person can feel like they've lost the friendship group as it actually was. Now, that doesn't mean it can't change and evolve into something else, which I think it can. Mm-hmm. But you just got to go back and take the risk and tell them how you actually feel. I get the sense from Anita's email, Alison, that she is comfortable on her own and happy to be single and to not be married or have kids. But there is that societal thing constantly, that pressure that even if you are happy in that position, you feel like you have to be, you have to explain or convince people. Oh no, oh no, I'm, I'm, this is my way by choice. This is the way I'm living life and it's my choice. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk to me about that. Is that a constant thing that women on their own with friends who are married up with babies are dealing with. Oh my God, yeah. Like think of the wedding. So you go to a wedding single. Like it's like you need to bring an explainer with you. Like just yeah. hand it out around the table. Yeah. I'm single and happy. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. No, I don't have any children. Yes, I am. You know. I know. I mean, I, it's so my, boring. Yes. I think it's something that everybody can relate to. Mm. Do you know? And I mean, it's like, so say, you know, after you break up with someone and then you go out and you have to look. Yes. Astounding. Like (laughs) people are falling over. Yes. That was me too. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm okay. But I just feel it's a double standard. Drives me insane because, well, it's, it's not the same for men. Mm -hmm. It's just not. So the, the pressure that Anita feels societally is absolutely there and then we don't actually know how she feels I do get a sense that she's happy but then on the other side you know it's still difficult to see people like I think we just have this it's not it's not we have biologically there is there is a a, like for women there is a time Mm. and a clock and it's it's a pain and it's so unfair but I just think this double standard is one that like I know we've people talk about it all the time but enough already Mm. like watch the questions you ask people and everyone doesn't actually want children and actually everyone doesn't actually want to get married do you think it's natural 
like whether there's children involved or not at a certain stage in life you just get to a point where friends fall away and it can feel hard but you kind of just have to let them go like do you think I I feel like now that I'm 31 I think I know the friends that I will definitely still be friends with in 20 years time and there's others who are lovely acquaintances but I don't necessarily know if I'll even be in contact with them in 20 years and and there's a struggle there because you kind of go is it that I'm a bad person for not juggling everything or do you just have to let it go? No, there's an Oxford study. Mm-hmm. And how many people do you think would be in your circle of friends as an adult? Uh, as in extended or like actual friends? Just, just friends. Four? Yeah, like two to three is good. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you wouldn't have more friends than that. But I think people have this idea and like... You know, there's a Finnish study. So basically from the age of like 21 onwards, you kind of lose friends as you go along. And it makes sense. Mm. When you get into a new relationship, you lose a friend. When you have a new house, you lose a friend. Yeah. When you have kids, you're definitely losing friends. So like rather than (laughs) gaining friends, which you do in school, because think about it, school, college, work, they're actually set up to meet people because you're meeting them all the time. Yeah. You get familiar, you get to know each other and you become friends. Whereas when you, the, the more you go on, you actually have to put a huge amount of effort into seeing friends. And I need you to get rid of the idea that you're a bad person. So again, that's that guilt. Mm. Whereas that juggle is immense as an adult. Friendship is really, really important. I think, and it actually is one of the biggest predictors of your health in, in your life. It's a really good predictor for reducing depression. Um, so in terms of actually standing back and going, I'm going to spend my time with people. It's the radiators and drains again. Yes. Okay. Um, and it's actually okay. And I just think women struggle with this more than men do. I really admire the way men can actually drop in and out of friendship sometimes. It doesn't have to be all the time. I think so it's so good at it. I think it's really good. I always just say to women, learn from men and men learn from women. Yeah. Do you know? Like yeah. we, you both have great strengths and then we kind of look at the things that aren't working so much and guilt and women holding on to the kind of historical friendships that aren't necessarily, you're maybe not the same people anymore. Really not the same. Exactly. And, and I, I s- hope not. <laughs> Do you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, you're true. not the same person you were in sixth year. Yeah. You're not the same person you were at 22. Mm. Friendship is something that requires a huge amount of resources. So it's time and energy. Yeah. And those are the two most rare commodities as an adult. I saw something that really resonated with me the other day. Um, your free time shouldn't be confused with your available time. Oh, I love that. Isn't that really good? I love that. Because that's what makes me feel so guilty about not meeting up with people that I think I maybe should. I go, but Darren, you have a wide open weekend this weekend and that's rare. So why don't you ring this person and this person, do a coffee with that person and lunch with that person? And I'll just go, no, I don't. I don't have the energy for it. And then I saw that the other day and I was like, because that's my free time. Yes. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm available. I'm allowed to just have time to be free and have no plans. And that's my new favorite thing in my 30s, waking up on a Saturday or Sunday and having nothing actually in the diary that day yeah. and wondering where the day is going to go. And maybe I'll do something fabulous or, you know, go into town and with makeup on and go shopping or attack the bathroom. Yeah. But no, I absolutely <laughs> live for attacking the bathroom I did at the weekend. Unbelievable. Mark was like, that is the most stunning bathroom clean I've ever seen. Like, Thank you. Um, but you know, that thing of, I, I just thought that was great. The real friends 
I think are happy that you're um, living, laughing, loving. That you're happy. <laughs> that you're happy. Yeah. You know, I don't think friends should be greedy. Yeah. You know, and there's a kind of a, when someone's a bit like, oh, so you were like, you know, haven't seen you in ages. If you're feeling guilty, I don't think that's great. No, it's not. A good I sign. do think you have to make effort to meet up with people because, like, the inclination to stay home and clean the bathroom, like, is strong. <laughs> I get it, like, because you know what? You didn't actually get time during the week to do these things, and you actually have to go into that bathroom. I'm used to the bathroom, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it contributes to my actual happiness. Exactly. Because <laughs> amazing shower this morning in the clean shower combat thing. Stunning. All the empty bottles were gone. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so it yeah. actually contributes to your yes. week then. Yeah. You're a better person. Well, it's it's kind of like just that you're you're having a bit of space for yourself and to actually give yourself that permission to have that space. I actually love that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's something that we struggle with, but that you can kind of say, do you know what? Um, I think people, you shouldn't feel like someone's pulling and dragging out of you. Yes. Do you know? Yeah. So in terms of Anita. Yeah. Just be completely honest say how she feels, uh, come in with this is really hard to say. I, I don't think anyone meant to hurt anyone's feelings here, but I, I would have loved if you just asked me. It, it goes back to that awful feeling of, it's almost like the schoolyard, schoolyard oh, feeling yeah. of not knowing a secret or not being picked for the team. It's that awful, like you, you feel so spare. It feels like a rejection. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, what is the thing about, like, she's talking about this, you know, group of girls, there's four of them, they belong, they know their roles, and now that they've all changed, which is natural in life, Mm. she doesn't actually know where she fits in anymore. And when she's actually left out and not asked, even if it was well-intentioned, it actually really hurts. So then they're creating new kind of rules on how to navigate the friendship and just say, actually, next time, will you ask me? I might say no. Yeah. And that's grand, but just to be included because it is actually painful. So we feel rejection the same as a burn. Yeah. Tell me about that. So when like in a functional MRI, right, so they can see it in your brain, rejection is literally the same as being stung or being burnt. Wow. And I always think that's where language is amazing. Yeah. Someone's like, oh my God, burn. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're actually You're- right. Or geez, that's, that, that really hurt. It's stung. So, I mean, we are as humans... Like our whole thing is to fit in and belong. Mm. So, so what she's talking about here is actually huge. It's like, who am I? Where am I in the group? Where am I in my life? Questioning it all. Yeah, they're really normal questions, and I think it's it's brilliant that she actually can connect to the feeling in her body because it's telling her everything. So listen to it. Go back to the friends. Tell them how you feel, and then you're setting new ways to communicate going forward. Seems to be a running theme, Alison. Just being honest. Yeah, is the way to go. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Theron and Friends with me, Theron Garrahy, in the company of my great friends this week, Pamela Joyce and Alison Keating. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please do head over to rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen to your podcasts. This podcast is produced by Chemistry Media and Collaborative Studios. And this season of Theron and Friends is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. Hold up. 